Good morning. Welcome to the program as we edge closer to Christmas, December 22, Thursday, December 22. Second last program for Patton Heels for the year. Nice to have your company as we make our way towards nine o'clock. The boys will be back on January 16 to kick off year 2023. Well, another loss last night for the Brisbane Heat up against uh, the Renegades. They just didn't score enough runs, really. I know the pitch was pretty difficult, but... Uh, they, 130 odd was just never going to be enough uh, to keep the Renegades at bay. They started really well with Michael Nisa picking up a hat trick. He didn't know. The commentators didn't know that um, it was over two overs, but just not quite enough. Andre Russell and Aaron Finch stepped up when it mattered to get the the Renegades home. Something the Heat need to to find too. Someone to step up with the bat as Nisa stepped up with the ball. We'll talk about that a little bit later tonight, this morning as well. Um, still plenty of discussion amongst uh, the players and everyone about which Australian bowler is going to make way uh, for the Boxing Day test. Will Josh Hazelwood come back? Will Scotty Boland uh, be picked? We'll talk about that shortly. And that MCG pitch and the Gabba pitch. We mentioned yesterday that Richie Richardson gave it a below average rating. Cricket Australia agrees, but now the focus of attention goes to Melbourne. And interesting news out yesterday in News Corp papers that Channel 9 potentially could be entering the race for the cricket rights that uh, end this year or the end of the season. Now, that would be bizarro world. It's almost come to the stage where uh, Cricket Australia and the TV uh, networks in this country um, they're sort of running out of partners because Nine and and Cricket Australia sort of had a bit of divorce a few years ago when Seven took over. And, of course, Seven now is taking Cricket Australia to court uh, because they don't believe the value of the cricket, particularly the Big Bash, is what they signed up for. So for them to re-sign, that would be bizarro world. And Cricket Australia don't necessarily believe that Channel 10 and Paramount uh, are going to give them the coverage um, and, you know, the breadth of coverage that the game deserves or needs as well. So we're down to, you know, we have the three commercial networks. One is taking Cricket Australia to court. The other one had a messy divorce, what, about five years ago? And the third um, doesn't rate as well as Cricket Australia would like. And their streaming service, Paramount, has not been taken up by too many subscribers. So that was really interesting to read that, to see where we'll be watching cricket next summer. Um, will it be on 7, 9 or 10? I have no idea. I think 10 are most probably third in line. Nine with the tennis. Um, I don't know seriously how much money they could pay, how they could possibly fit it all in, whether Cricket Australia would be happy sharing a summer with tennis. And Channel 7 in court at the moment with Cricket Australia, which is quite bizarre. But uh, that was the news around. The Bullets beaten again uh, last night by South East Melbourne. As you, well, they were thrashed, 104 to 77. So disappointment there. And another story out yesterday about the Dragons and George Illawarra sending out a survey to their fans asking or proposing or suggesting or wanting some sort of reaction to the possibility of the Dragons changing their name from St. George Illawarra Dragons to potentially St. George, back to St. George Dragons and brushing Illawarra completely, um, or just the Dragons, a la the Dolphins. Um, well, that would be a disaster. I know the Dragons is a strong brand name, but the same with the Dolphins. Can Is there a sporting organisation in the world um, at the elite level that is known just by its nickname or 
team mascot. I mean, you look at the big clubs, Man United, Liverpool. Yes, um, Man United is known as the Red Devils, but not they're not. that's not the name of the team. But people, you know, refer to them as that. But Manchester United is the brand name. Liverpool's the brand name. The New York Yankees um, is the brand name. Yes, people might refer to them as Yankees, but they're in New York. That is their heart and soul of being in New York. And you can rattle off the Green Bay Packers. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, you know where that team is and what that team stands for. I'm not a fan, same with the Dolphins. We've said this before. Not a fan of just the Dolphins. Who do you represent? Uh, if you represent Redcliffe or that, or the Peninsula or whatever it may be, have that in the name. I think it would be a disaster for St. George Illawarra Dragons to go back to the Dragons. I don't think it would be um, overly good for them just to go back to St. George either because Illawarra, the mergers don't work. It was a takeover anyway. St. George Illawarra, as someone said, um, you know, years ago with regards to St. George Illawarra when they played in the grand final, um, when they, you know, asked an Illawarra supporter, how does it feel to see your socks playing in a grand final? Because pretty much that's all that's left of the Steelers, their socks uh, with St. George Illawarra. Yes, they play some games at Wollongong, but it was a takeover, a takeover that hasn't really worked. Same with the West Tigers, uh, Western Balmain. Um, they might have won premierships, but, you know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Mark, what? What's going on at St George? What do you mean? Well, there's this, and there's the 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 awards night. The three players. Yeah, they've been in trouble for a few years. And the, the CEO. And they had players blowing at training the other day. But that, that I can understand. In in summer, you want to get on and play and get physical, etc. Um, yeah, there's major major dramas at St George. But that can change when they win. If they if teams start winning. It can certainly uh, paper the cracks, but um, they would be making a huge mistake if they were to change, get rid of St. George, the St. George Illawarra Dragons. That, that's it. And if they want to change the Dragons, um, well, they can suffer the consequences. I'd be amazed if the fans said, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. You may have a thought. 13, 13, 55 is the Brighton Homes Open Line. One of the Best supported sporting teams in the country, St. George Illawarra. Um, if you're a Dragons fan, what is your what are your thoughts? Or you can send us a text 0467 736 736. Well, as we mentioned, the Brisbane Heat beaten last night by the Renegades um, by four wickets. The Renegades, six for 139. The Heat made eight for 137. Michael Nisa took a hat-trick. Last ball of his first over, first two balls of his second over, and even he was unaware that he'd taken a hat-trick. Yeah, I didn't realise I had took a wicket on that final ball of that over before, so it's kind of cool. First hat-trick I've ever taken. Yeah, I can't believe that. A bloke who's played test cricket, that's the first hat-trick, and someone as good as him, uh, the first hat-trick he's ever taken. It's a bit like a professional golfer having their first hat-trick in a major tournament uh, for Michael Nisa to take his first hat-trick. Uh, it makes makes uh, us average bowlers feel good. I went my whole life playing every Saturday afternoon and never, well, I got close, a couple of, you know, two in a row, but never uh, taken a hat-trick, which uh, still lament about that. But Michael Neeser, first hat-trick of his career. He also spoke on the loss last night. Yeah, I felt like we are in the contest the whole game. Um, just Joe Russ batted superbly. They t- took us on and put the pressure back on us um, and really shifted the momentum towards them. And then Finchie just anchored the ship the whole way through. The, his experience came through, unfortunately, for us. So he, he batted superbly too. We'll hear a bit for from uh, Ness and Jimmy Pearson a little bit later in the show as they get ready for the game against the Strikers. 
here at the Gabba tomorrow night. Well, the uh, test against uh, South Africa, the second test between Australia and South Africa, starts on Boxing Day, which is Monday, so a few days away now. Um, As we mentioned, Richie Richardson uh, gave the Gabba pitch a rating of uh, below average, which I think was fair enough. I don't think anyone uh, disagrees that uh, they would have preferred a a pitch that was of higher quality for such such a huge test that had been built up. Uh, Peter Roach is the man in charge of cricket operations for Cricket Australia, and they have no qualms on the pitch rating. Yeah, I think all, all aligned to say that was a, a wicket that had too much in it for the bowlers, so we agree with the rating and are, and are comfortable with it. Now, all focus is on the MCG pitch. Don't forget that the test, the Boxing Day test last year against England finished inside three days. It didn't even get to lunch on the third day after Scotty Boland ripped through the England batting, taking six for seven. So there's plenty of focus on the MCG pitch and what will be dished up on Boxing Day. Test cricket on Boxing Day, there's always pressure for the curator. Test cricket anywhere, there's always pressure for the curator. So I haven't spoken to Matt since then. Yeah, we will, but um, what I do know is he won't be changing his preparation. Uh, he thinks he knows where he needs to, to land it on Boxing Day. Given the weather, given the conditions, he'll try and get that as right as he can. It must be said, the MCG pitch is a lot better now. I'd rather a little bit lively and a little bit, um, you know, in it for the bowlers as opposed to some of the pitches at the MCG we've had in the past. And they seem to be getting drop-in pitches a lot better than they used to. They, there's a lot more life in drop-in pitches than when they first started using drop-in pitches at the MCG. And uh, the Adelaide Oval has learnt from the MCG and other venues that use drop-in pitches like uh, uh, Optus Stadium in Perth have learnt a lot. But on the back page of the Courier Mail today, uh, Robert Craddock suggesting that following that um, two-day test on the weekend and with the Olympics coming to Brisbane and the redevelopment of the Gabba, meaning that the pitch will have to be torn up, taken out for the Olympics because you can't have a cricket pitch in the middle of the Olympics, um, that the pressure will mount on drop-in pitches to be used at the Gabba as well. We know the Brisbane Lions use it uh, throughout the season and they've always argued and always complained about the cricket pitch in the middle of the ground. The AFL doesn't like it. The AFL would you know, be quite happy for there to be drop-in pitches at all of their grounds, including the SCG. But I'll say what we said with Michael Kasprovich on Friday and what I mentioned on Monday. I rate the Gabba pitch as the best in the world. It would be sacrosanct to me being a cricket fan to see that pitch replaced by a drop-in wicket um, just for the AFL season because basically um, we, you know, it's the Brisbane cricket ground, Sydney cricket ground. They can do what they want in Melbourne. You know, Melbourne, the AFL is a little bit stronger in Melbourne than it is in Sydney and, and Brisbane. But that pitch at the Gabba, um, is a cracker, despite what happened on the weekend. And it would be terrible if we were to have, in my opinion, have a drop-in pitch at the Gabba. 13-13-55 is that Brighton Homes open line. Or you can send us a text 0467-736-736. Still plenty of discussion on uh, who will bowl, who will play for Australia. Which of our bowlers will play? Will Josh Hazelwood come back? Or will Scotty Boland get a start? Steve Smith, who's uh, made his way down to Melbourne early, He reckons he's down there because the shopping's better in Melbourne than it is in Brisbane or Sydney. Good luck to him. Uh, And this is what he had to say about the bowling selections heading into that test. I think it'd be tough on on Scotty if he gets left out for sure. Um, You know, Boxing Day last year, he was just incredible and he's he's been incredible since he started. So um, then you've got Josh Hazelwood who's just a a quality performer and has been for a long time. So 
Very difficult decision. We'll wait and see. Did he answer it? I don't think he answered it. I think he's, he just said what everyone else is saying. The fact that, yeah, either bowler has so many credit points to be able to pick in that side. But if it was me, as I've said all along, I'd stick with Scotty Bowl and say, Josh, just have another couple of days off. Stay in Sydney for Christmas. Get yourself right. We want you to play in that New Year's test and say to Scotty Bowl and righto, mate, you're playing here at Boxing Day. Um, and we'll give you a break over Christmas, over the new year, so you're ready for India as well, potentially, if they want to take him there, or even say to him, you can have a couple of games in the Big Bash if you want. But uh, we'll find out on Boxing Day morning, which is uh, not too far away. 13 13 55 is that telephone number, or you can send us a text, 0467 736 736. Coming up on the program this morning, and the best of Patton Heels, we'll hear from Dick Johnson, Mel Meninga, and Mark Barretta. Great chat between Barretts and uh, Paddy Walsh, two Channel 7 boys and Ian Healy, about Barretts' book, uh, his top 20 sporting moments throughout his career. Uh, so there was a great chat and uh, about the top 20 uh, sporting events that have happened over the last, or oh, well, this century, basically, since the year 2000. It is 17 past six.